Opportunity Coach for Solo Entrepreneurs. I'm excited to have you talk to her today because she was born with a heart defect and she's gone through several heart surgeries. And despite all of that, she's still been able to remain completely positive and she even coaches people on positivity. And I feel like she's the perfect person to be able to help you learn how to push past your fear and get out of your comfort zone, which can be challenging for most people. So I'll hand it over to Karen. You could talk about your story and all the things, Karen. Hi, Kiani. Thank you. And I'm so excited to be here with everybody who's listening today. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about me. I have um, been, I had a direct, well, I still have been doing over many, many years, a direct sales business. And I grew a team and I had sort of called a franchise of the business and grew really big. And as Keani was saying, I had I have had two heart surgeries. I was born with a heart defect. And long story short, after growing a team and developing a lot of leaders, that was my that's my favorite thing to do is to help other people grow their business. I was told I had to have my first heart surgery. And it was kind of devastating because I had about 400 people that I was managing and overseeing. And I was told it was going to take six months to recover. So I had to retire. And that was a hard thing, giving up this business that I grew, but I felt it was the best thing for them and for me. And so I did. Long story short, I was told after I retired that I didn't need the surgery for a little bit longer. <laughs> but yeah, it's all, everything, things happen for a reason. I had my surgery and I knew I was going to have a surgery my whole life. My mom told me, you're going to have to have this. And, you know, you sort of get in that mode, you know, talk about fears and stuff. If you know you have it, you're afraid at first, but then you just kind of go with the flow. So I had my surgery, um, had major complications. I have a pacemaker now because my heart only beats 30 beats per minute by its little self. And I'm all good. You can see I'm moving around and everything else. And about a few years later, I decided to start up my business again from scratch. So after having this huge business where I was training, doing a lot of speaking all around the country, I left that all, started again and grew again a little differently because now it's a few years later and things change all the time. At the end of 2020, I was told I needed heart surgery for the second time. And I did that, didn't retire this time because things have changed. And I was told it was a little less invasive because it's second heart surgery. During that time is the end of 2020. And, you, and we, as all of us were really reassessing everything that we're doing just because of the world and everything else, I really sat back in, and it was right between Thanksgiving and Christmas time. And I reassessed what I was doing, what I loved about my business, and what I loved was helping other people grow. And what I helped, loved doing was helping them with their self-confidence and their positivity and their self-worth. And I started doing positivity coaching and I created this whole new business. I've held virtual retreats. I do one-on-one. -on -one, I do group coaching. And I just finished um, a special workshop on confidence on camera. So a lot of different things. And it's evolved over this year that I've been doing it. And that's kind of who I am in a nutshell and what I'm doing. And I just love helping solopreneurs, you know, 
mostly women who are starting up or have had a business. And just as, as you know, when you're trying to grow a business, it, there can be so many things thrown at you and you're trying to figure it out and keep your own positive self-talk. And that, that's something that I really work with, with everyone because everybody has the negative self-talk going on. And that's the biggest thing is to get out of your own way, really. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's awesome. I, I love those stories of people who take their adversity and the tough things that they go through and just really turn it into something beautiful like a business or or just, you know, helping other people with that. And I I I am really interested in how you have overcome the fear of both starting a business and also having to deal with the fear of knowing that you're gonna have heart surgery, because that's a that's a huge shock. I know I would be shocked if I needed to get heart surgery and I, and I would be pretty scared. So talk us a little bit through that and how you handled it and, and what that process was like for you. So it's interesting. The, the first time when, like I said, I was born with a defect, so I knew I'd have to have it sometime, but then it's always in the future. It's never right, right now. When the doctor told me you know, I think it's time that we're going to have to really talk about it. I remember I was driving to a meeting actually um, with my organization and I pulled the car into a garage and I just cried for about 15 minutes. We just mm -hmm. bawled my eyes out because I I had two young kids and I I didn't, you know, it's very what's going to happen, even though I know, you know, it's not that you're definitely going to survive or, or die, but it's definitely a very frightening feeling. I remember right now, just when they put me under and, and thinking, I, I didn't say goodbye to anybody in the way of like, okay, I'm going to prepare that. What if I die? It was more like, I'll see you when it's done. Knowing though that I could, and I guess the thing that came up to me is that I came to this realization that everyone, we all will die at some point mm -hmm. and it's just a matter of when. So I had to give myself grace and sort of think about what I've, you know, what am I leaving? I mean, what I'm leaving is it would be horrible and awful and I'd be young and too young to go, but still there were some beautiful things and I was, I can't say at peace, but I was just determined I wasn't going to. So I didn't look at it as what if I do? And if I did, there's nothing I can do. So that's how I went into it. And I'm sure, I think it's harder for everybody else other than me, you know, when, when I'm going through it. And I had uh, complications, had to have a pacemaker put in because they, different things happen. And the second surgery, I went in a little bit differently. This time I was, I don't know if I was more, I was, at least I knew what it was going to feel like afterwards. The first time you don't know, you, it feels like you were hit by a truck. Oh, <laughs> Literally. It's the best way to describe it. I So I have, a, I have a valve problem and I had to have a valve replaced. The first time they had it put in a new way, um, part of my aorta was replaced too. So a lot of stuff. The second time they went in, I had scar tissue. So I was open for an entire day taking out the scar tissue. They had to close me up, tell my husband and my kids, we're going to go back in the next day. So I woke up on Thanksgiving morning and my husband said, hi, happy Thanksgiving. I was a little confused since it was Tuesday when I went in. And so that was my second thing. Again, harder for them than it was for me. Everyone said, how did it feel? I said, I don't know. I wasn't 
awake. But <laughs> but the thing is, after you survive two things like that, and I think that happens to a lot of people who survived accidents or things like that, is you have a different perspective in that life is very fragile and things can happen at any moment. So I look at it as appreciating every moment, every little thing. Right now it's spring and the flowers are starting to bloom. I'm, I'm in New York and it's beautiful. And it's like that rebirth of things. And that's how I like to look at it. Even going back to the beginning of all the craziness we've been through in the last two years, right at the beginning of, of the lockdown and everything, my dog was really ill, dying of cancer. I got COVID, my husband got COVID. And this isn't a COVID story, but it's the same idea. It's the perspective. As everybody was going through all of these feelings of what's going to happen, the uncertainty of everything. And I was sick. Obviously, I'm okay. And so is he. But the very big uncertainty of it. And I, I had to, I started to get really sad and, and going into this depression of it, especially with my dog ill. And he died on April 2nd. So right in the beginning of everything, in my arms, because it was COVID. Aww. But yes, it was hard. But I decided that I could just sink deeper and deeper into this sadness. Or I could think of what the possibilities of things getting better were. And I chose, I chose joy. That's what my friend said. I chose joy. I choose, chose to live in joy. I chose to live even with my beautiful dog passing away in my arms that I was there for him to be holding him when he left and he wouldn't have wanted anything more. You know, that's what he wanted. And I, I knew I was okay and I was getting better from this. And I was obviously at high risk because I had just come out of, you know, however many, not even five months out of heart surgery. So that was a huge issue. But I decided I wasn't going to let all of these adversities that were going on in the world or anything else or all of these things take me down because it's a very deep, deep hole and you can just go into it. And I flipped it around and I said, well, I'm grateful that I'm here. I'm grateful that uh, for all of these things. I think gratitude is the biggest thing is being grateful for what you have, even when things are really, really crappy. And and then that sort of turned into me assessing uh, later on, just being in that position of having to worry about I'm at a high risk or whatever, mm. but bringing it all together and, and being, there is more to this. There's more to my life. There's more to everything. And we'll all get through this. And that's how I look at everything now, even when I'm having a down day, you know, just stupid things thrown at you. I was on a plane today. It was an hour late. People are cursing and everything else. I'm like, yeah, it's an hour late. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you kind of, so that's sort of how I look at things. Yeah, no, I love that. I feel like you've really touched on one, the gratitude piece, which I feel like, or I've, I might've heard this somewhere that like gratitude and fear can't live in the same brain at the same time, something like that. Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like you really hit on that. For the last four years, I personally have been using journaling as a healing practice and it's literally transformed my life. It's one of the key ways I've been able to work through my anxiety, 
get myself out of depression, and really begin to thrive in life. If you're looking to get into journaling or you are in need of a new one, the Ambitious Peace journals are now available on Amazon. For those of you who don't know, these are super cute aesthetic journals with a different encouraging, motivational, and insightful quote on every single page. They're small enough to fit in a purse, they're college ruled, and have 150 pages of space to free write, jot down your life plan, or to process those really tough thoughts and emotions. If you have been watching this on YouTube or Spotify, you'll be able to see what they look like, but I will describe them for everybody, so don't worry. One is this monochromatic chocolate wave design. The second one is another monochromatic look, but it's like a pink, light pink painting on canvas. And the last one is a light blue white square geometric pattern that is very satisfying to the eye. My favorite one happens to be the chocolate one, but I'm looking forward to hearing which one is your favorite. So let me know in the comments or in your reviews. Again, you can find these on Amazon. I will link the Amazon link in the description of this show. And without further ado, let's get back to the episode. A lot of people talk about gratitude, but people don't really know why. But when we talk about the brain and how it functions, and if you just literally choose, like you said, to live in joy or live in gratitude, your fear does end up subsiding naturally, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And I, I think that's great that you took something that you've learned through a very, very tough season of life and apply it now to like these little small minuscule things, because I think we can really do that even if we haven't gone through severe adverse situations, you know, God forbid that does happen at some point. But um, the fact that you can even sit on a plane and just be chill that we're an hour late, it's not a big deal, you know, another hour, what? you know, just make the most of it. (laughs) At least we have a plane ride home, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. So that's amazing. And, um, I've learned something too about, um, fear and it being categorized, categorized into either like rational or irrational fears and like how to kind of sort that out. Do you, do you ever think of fears in that way? And, do you ever go through a cognitive process of figuring out, okay, like this fear is like a legit fear as opposed to one that's like, "Mm, this is something that I can move, move past in a different way. Yeah. Fear hits you in so many different ways. And sometimes you don't even realize it's fear. Sometimes it's just, you're even today on the plane, like people getting upset and they're just worried. So worry is maybe another version of fear, Mm -hmm. but yeah. I try to catch myself when I said being grateful and stuff like that. You can get caught up so easily in in the world with just things like, uh, oh, you know, you got a flat tire and now you're mad and then you're afraid you're going to miss a meeting or something like that. So, or if you're, I'm, I'm thinking of fear in general, before I do things, no matter what I do, there's always that little, I shouldn't say no matter what, but sometimes people, I, like I said, I speak, I do a lot of speaking. I do a lot of training and I love it. I love to speak on a stage in front of a lot of people. It it brings me great joy, but I'm still terrified every time I go up, you know, every time I do something, if I'm going to do something for social media, cause I have a big so- social media presence. Um, and I'm trying to do a reel or something like that. It doesn't matter how many times you still get afraid. It's knowing that 
sometimes fear is just your your brain trying to keep you safe in this little safe sameness. When you have fear, it's actually a good thing. It's pushing you. And so it's not like fear of, you know, falling off a cliff. That's kind of, you know, you might fall off a cliff if you're standing on the edge of a cliff. That's a normal fear. But fear of just doing something that you know you should, for instance, making a reel on Instagram or something like that. It's just your mind telling you they're trying to make you stay in the safe place. But if you push past it, then you can grow so much. And that's the big thing. It's pushing past it and realizing what it is. So whenever I'm fearful or anxious, I try and catch myself. It doesn't always work right away. And I always say when I'm uh, talking with clients and stuff is if you have negative self-talk or a fear or something going on, try and realize it. If you're getting this way and say, oh, that's what it is. And rationalize and try and backtrack and go, oh, this is what this is. Give yourself grace for being afraid or being upset and be like, okay, I had that feeling, but I can go forward. And then because you know what it is, you've, you've sort of forget, not forgiven yourself, but like I said, give yourself grace. Be like, it's okay. I felt that, but I can move past it now. And sometimes I, I do this a lot when, um, I'm talking to someone about finding confidence in themselves and having the confidence to push past the fear. I tell them to do something really scary, something that frightens them. Because when you do something, and I don't mean jump off a cliff, but I or out of an airplane or something like that, but something small that scares them to make a phone call to someone that you, you know, whatever it might be, a small thing. And when you do that one scary thing that gives you the bravery, you feel it. So now you can go and conquer the bigger thing. Yeah. That, that's awesome. You just listed off some amazing tips and stuff that I use in my own personal life as well. I really love how you talked about recognizing, which is self-awareness. I talk about mm-hmm. self-awareness a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's the crux of everything, but, um, and then also calling out fear. Like, There's a part of me sometimes when I do this where I recognize that I'm fearful and like that makes me feel embarrassed in a way. I feel like this is common for a lot of people Mm -hmm. um, where you're like, well, I don't want to be scared because society teaches us that if you're scared of something, you're a wimp or you're Mm -hmm. not strong or, you know, something opposite of who we want to be. And um, how would you encourage people who might be feeling that way when they are starting to recognize their fear? How would you encourage them to be able to at least admit it to themselves? Well, one, I'm not going to quote this correctly, probably, but being brave doesn't mean you're not afraid. Being brave means you're pushing past the fear, even though you're, you're doing something, even though you're afraid. And that's a huge, huge thing. So there's nothing wrong with being afraid. It's being able to push past it, get out of your comfort zone. That makes you super brave. And it's okay to be afraid. All, everybody's afraid. It's a normal, normal thing. And if you be, and that's the thing, you can, you can so easily go down the rabbit hole and just be beating yourself up about being afraid of doing something or not doing something right. And how are people going to perceive you? You know what? Over time, I've realized that people will always have an opinion. People will always say something, but you might as well do what you want to do because someone will always have an opinion of you. 
It doesn't really matter. <laughs> so don't worry if you're afraid. Just put, you know, you have to give yourself again, give yourself grace for it and say, it's okay. It's fine to be afraid. I didn't do anything wrong. And it's just your mind. Again, it's just your mind trying to keep you safe in your little corner of the world for whatever, you know, all the things that have happened to you in your life, it just mushes together. And that's, yeah. and it, your mind doesn't want you to change, yeah. but change is the best thing. You know, we're going forward, moving forward. It's not necessarily a change, but just moving forward, growing. Hey, grow to be free. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. That is the whole point of this podcast. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's, that's um, exactly where I feel like we get tripped up. And I love that you brought up that our brain doesn't actually want us to grow because sometimes we do look at ourselves as like, oh, well, if I'm in my comfort zone, like that feels good, but I don't want to stay here. Like people more oftentimes than not will recognize that they don't want to stay there, but they don't quite understand why they don't take steps towards what they're doing or they don't quite understand like, okay, well, if I'm not doing it, or if I want this, why aren't I doing it? Why aren't I taking these steps in in place? So are there any routines or habits that you've put in place that helps to train you um, or train other people that you've coached um, how to move past fear? Yeah. One of the things, um, a lot of people talk about morning routines. I call mine the mojo morning because your mojo is your self-confidence, your self-efficacy, your sort of like that thing inside of you. And what I do with mine is I, and I, I coach my clients this with this all the time is the first thing to do is, and this is a little different than other people's uh, way of doing it. But what I suggest people do is write down their accomplishments, like set a timer and write down all of your accomplishments that you can think of. And I'm not talking about you got a new job or you got a promotion or you started a new business. I'm talking about start going back until your childhood, even like you got an A on a paper in high school or you rode a bicycle. Think about how you felt when you first rode a bicycle, a two-wheeler and someone's behind you holding the two-wheeler and you're learning how to ride and you're so afraid. So this goes right back to fear and everything else. You're so afraid you're going to fall. Maybe you already fell. You skinned your knee really think back to that, but you're trying so hard and somebody's holding on and kind of giving you that little thing. And then you realize that you're doing it on your own. That's an accomplishment. And when you start going back and thinking about all of these accomplishments, it might be, you know, graduating from high school or graduating from college. Those are big accomplishments, obviously, but down to the little nitty gritty. And I tell people one minute to five minutes, start writing it down because so often if, especially if maybe saying a job interview or you're starting um, a business and you're doing something and it's not work. You, I don't know, wanted to sell, you were selling something, you were selling, you made homemade soaps and you had no sales and you did this big launch and all of a sudden nobody bought anything and you're thinking, oh, I'm a failure. Well, no, you're not a failure. It just, you need to reassess and go forward. When you go back and you think of all, and so you think, oh, I've never accomplished anything, but you go back and you start looking at, yeah, I have, I've achieved this. I did this. And it, one, it boosts you up. So that's the first thing. Then the second thing is I have, I have everybody think of affirmations that they like. 
I usually tell everybody to Google it and figure out some good ones. I'm constantly on Instagram. Somebody puts up a really good affirmation or quote. I'm, you know, I'm screenshotting it and going and then saving it and putting it in. So I have a tremendous amount of affirmations that I say. And then what I do is I list my goals. And when I say all of these things, what I then do is I record my voice saying my accomplishments, what my goals are, also what my values are and what um, my strengths are. So different strengths, like one of my strengths is communication. The other one, it's really funny when I took the strength test, it's positivity, which I thought was funny. <laughs> Since I, it was after I was already decided I was a positivity coach, I'm like, oh, well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> but what I do, and, and that helps me, is I have it all, I just wrote it all down, and then I actually turn on voice memos on my phone, and I've recorded my voice saying my achievements, my goals, my strengths, my affirmations. And, uh, and I have music in the background, like I tell Alexa to play, for me, it's spa music because it sounds soothing, but you can put whatever music you want. And then when I'm taking a walk, because I walk a lot, I have a dog, so I'm walking my other dog and I listen to it. And especially when I'm having a really down day or something's coming up that I have to do that I'm afraid of, I'm listening to all of that. And it doesn't matter, even if I'm having the worst day or really, if something bad happened, I'll, I'll listen to it even later in the day just because it boosts my morale is basically the best thing. And it really helps push you through to the next thing. It just does. I love that so much. I saw that on your Instagram. And when I read that you actually voice memo it and play it back to yourself, I was like, why didn't I think of that? That is just genius. Like everybody talks about writing these things down and saying affirmations, blah, blah, blah. But like, I know for me personally, it's kind of hard for me to, um, I don't, I don't know, get the affirmations out in a way and, and think of them on the spot, I guess. I, I'm not a big memorizer. So I feel no, like having, I, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Actually, it's, it's my friend suggested it to me because I said, you know, I'm trying to read these affirmations each day and I'm sitting there and I'm like making breakfast. And okay, let me see. Just like you said, like, what yeah. affirmation should I say? And she said, well, why don't you record your voice? I'm like, well, that's a good idea. So, and I sometimes, even if I'm not taking a walk or I'm doing something or it's pouring rain or whatever, I'll just put it on whatever I'm doing, you know, even getting dressed. Okay. Listen, listen. And it really does help. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is such a huge mindset hack. Thank you for sharing that <laughs> mojo morning. I love it. <laughs> uh, and then I also wanted to touch on something else you had on your Instagram, which I love the quote from Steve Harvey, your dream has to be bigger than your fear. And I, I feel like I've heard this before. A lot of people have heard this before, <laughs> but what does that really mean to you? And I think my, my second the second part to that question is, do you think that someone f has to find a dream that is bigger than their fear? Like, like maybe there's like one or two that they, you know, search and those are the ones that will be bigger than their fear, just how they're made. Or do you feel like that, that the dream can be built past their fear? What are your thoughts? I think what it, what it means or what it means to me at least is that again fear is just your mind trying to keep you safe. If you have this dream but you're procrastinating about doing it or you're just afraid to do it, 
you need to do all the things that we said, push past it. So that's a good dream to have, but you have to learn where to go. But it's not that you have to create this dream just that's really scary. I was actually writing um, a blog today. It's not published yet, but I was writing it. And it was about just sitting and being and sort of thinking about what you want. And uh, it was it was talking about drifting because I was near the ocean and about how you feel when you're just lying, drifting on the water and how it's so peaceful and your mind just kind of goes blank. And the reason I'm bringing that up with this is because sometimes you get so creative in thinking about what it is that you want. What are those dreams? And that's what I was talking about in it, thinking about just being, looking at nature, feeling everything that's going around, sort of drifting and not listening to, not having your phone out, not trying to think of things, just to sort of feel and be. And you'll start to see what it is that you really want. Psst, are you enjoying this episode as much as I am? Girl, I hope so. If you're getting anything positive from this podcast, I would love it if you left a review and shared it with a friend you feel like needs to hear it. I know you hear this a lot, but this is really the only way other people can benefit and grow from this information as well. If you listen to this podcast, I'm assuming you have a desire for the world to be in a better place. And what better way to do that than by spreading awareness of self-development to help each person grow and be better a little more each day. And you might be asking, well, what's in it for you? Well. I'll shout you out on a future episode if you leave a review. Plus, at that point, we're pretty much friends. And the best part, it's completely free. So thank you so much for being a listener of Grow To Be Free. It really means the world to me. And now, back to the episode. When I started doing my positivity coaching at the beginning of 2021, I had no idea I was going to do this. It just came out of different things and really just being and just sort of sitting and contemplating and just being. So with that dream being bigger than your fear, all of a sudden, it's, it, sometimes that dream kind of clicks and you go, oh, that's it. And it can be different at all different times in your life. You know, I, I've, I've lived a lot and at different points in your life, you have different dreams and that's okay. And, mm-hmm. and it grows and it evolves and everything else. And I think that the thing is you want to, your dream, your, your dream needs to be bigger than your fear because you want to grow. Otherwise you're not growing. Your dream, my dream could be that I want to walk to the corner. Well, okay, but I'm not really afraid to walk to the corner. Mm-hmm. Though when I had my heart surgery, walking to the corner was a tough thing. So that's <laughs> But it, it, I think that's, I know I'm kind of going in a roundabout way, but that's how I look at it is when you're afraid, I do say this all the time, when you're afraid of something, it's actually a good thing because it helps you grow. It means you're going in the right direction. It means that your body's saying, oh, I don't want to change. Your mind is telling you not to change. So if you're actually afraid to do something that you want to do, that's actually good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really great point. And I I use that as a tool for myself as well in my daily life is like, do I feel that that sense of like, ooh, that that fear that's like, oh, I don't know if I should do this, but there's like not really a good reason for why you shouldn't right, do yeah. it. <laughs> and you can't like really rationalize yourself out of it. Um 
yeah, that's, that's a great, great signal in your brain to signal, okay, it's time to move forward. It's time to go after that thing and to just take that step. So that's awesome. I'm really glad that you brought that up. And um, yeah, anything else that you wanted to add on that? No, I think I, I went in so many different directions. That's how I am. I go, woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. But no, that was good. Um, yeah, I think at, at this point, if there's any other like mindset hacks that you want to share about to the audience about getting out of your comfort zone, I think uh, you shared a lot already. But if there's anything else that you want to share, like now would be a good time. Sure. Um, I was talking about giving yourself grace. There's kind of two different things. One, when you have that negative self-talk, when you're, you have that little, I, I always think of like a little, you know, how they, I don't know, old things, they'd have like a little devil and a little angel and one's telling you good things and the other's telling you bad things. No, don't do this. It's, it always comes up in my mind that way. So if you're saying, no, I'm stupid, I'm not worthy, I'm, I'm this and that, you have, just like we're saying, catch yourself in the fear, catch yourself in that negative self-talk, give yourself grace and be like, no, wait a second. I am not that and, and turn it around. And there's something I always, I talk about a lot and it's pivoting. And I created an acronym and an acronym and acronym because I like to do that. It's pivot means preparing inspirational versions of tomorrow because life always throws things in your way and your dream and your path to your dream is not linear. It will never be. It always changes. So if you have a thought of, whatever it is, maybe it's just a personal dream. You want to buy a house. You want this certain house and you're going to save money and you're going, you have this with your job and, and something happens or this house that you want, whatever it is, there's always turning points and your path is not this way. It might go off this way and it might go this way. And maybe you don't get that house because of whatever reason, but there's a reason for that. You have to always be able to pivot and prepare other pathways and not be mad. Just like I said, the plane was late today. I could choose to curse and yell at people and whatever and say, oh my gosh, this and that and the other thing. Or I could say, it's okay. I'll just get in later. We'll just get things. I'll come here for this and make sure I'm on time, you know, and, and be okay with it. So it's a matter of, it's your mindset in figuring out other ways as things get thrown at you, find different ways to pivot and be okay about it because that's what life does. Life through two heart surgeries at me, you know, it, 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 everybody has something. That's my story, but other people have other things. Some people have really, really, really horrible things. And it's how you, how you see it and how you relate to it. Because if you're sad and I'm not a psychologist or anything like that, but if you're Sitting, if you choose to sit in the, in the suck, then you're only hurting yourself. You can choose, you can choose to help yourself get out of that and push past the fear and grow to push past the self loathing or, or whatever you can, you have to choose. It's hard and it's a constant thing. It's not like I'm a positivity coach and I wake up every morning going, woohoo, no, <laughs> it's, it's a hard, it's, it's a job. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a work in progress. It, it always is for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great analogy to look at is your, your path to your dream or your success is never linear. 
we all have that in our brain. We just think like, oh, we found it or, you know, I'm going to do this, this and this and it's going to be perfect. You know, we're just going to go straight there. But that's just not true at all. And um, some people give up their dream because of that, because things are like not going as planned. But you you hit the nail on the head. We have to be OK being in the suck because that's just the way that we get there. And so that's a that's a really great point. And I think that's a great place to end as well. So. Karen, go ahead and share with the audience where we can find you and about your community on Facebook and your new course. Tell us about it. Okay. So on Instagram, you can find me at Party, spelled like my name, K-P-E-P-E party. (laughs) And then that comes back from my direct sales days and just stayed that way. And then um, on my website, super easy, karenpeppy.com easy to find me. And on uh, Facebook, I have a group called Cooking Up Mojo. And it's a great place where we help each other. It's all about positivity and confidence and resilience. And we really cheer each other on, give a lot of inspirational things. I do workshops and masterclasses in there on all different topics. We did a growth masterclass a couple of months ago. We did something on the Mojo Morning. And I'm, I'm going to be releasing a course Uh, Should be right around now when you're all hearing this. Don't have an exact date yet, but I'm excited about that. I I do have a wonderful, if people are afraid, one of the things that's come up a lot for people with fear with my clients has been um, being afraid to be on, so like showing their face on social media, going live, doing all of this stuff. There's so much like TikTok and Reels and Instagram and Facebook, and it's all about, um, moving past the fear and finding the confidence to go on camera. So it's a free workshop that everybody can um, grab. It's, you can get it on my website or um, on my Instagram. It has a link to that also. And then you can kind of join in the community and I'd love to see you there. Awesome. Great. Well, yeah, guys, please check out Karen. Uh, Check out her Facebook group. That is awesome to get like a free group of people who get to um, not only encourage you, but really help you on your journey is huge. And the fact that she does master classes in there, like consistently, that's amazing. So make use 